Welcome to Sports Central, I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, what's new, Phil? Well, what about the Test Cricket? Well, we, we were robbed, weren't we? Stokes was out, wasn't he? LB. Plum. Oh, you no do. No more referrals. You, you do things to upset hey? me, Philip. You really do. Uh, ben Stokes played perhaps the greatest individual performance seen in Test Cricket, certainly for a long, long time, and it would rate amongst the greatest of all time. And the reality is that the umpire gave him not out. <laughs> yeah, but that umpire, he should have been out himself. Well, he gave about the 20 decisions test, yeah. over the first three tests that all seemed to be wrong. However, right, I, as I have said to you and the listeners on numerous occasions, I have not a great deal of faith. I didn't say none, but I have not a great deal of faith in the entire um, referral system. And I know that it, ball tracking supposedly revolves around, you know, umpteen algorithms and whatever it's done to work out what's going on. But I think I've also proposed to you, how do any of those algorithms take into account that that one particular ball has so many revs of spin on it, or has hit the seam, or is it going to bounce as much as the one before? Cricket is the most unique game in the world, played on an un, well, an inconsistent surface, namely a cricket pitch that is turf. And so I don't think that you can necessarily uh, believe that the ball tracker is correct. And what? gone. <laughs> what about Harmsy's balls? That, were they using one of his? No, they weren't using one of oh. his, but that probably they would have been more consistent. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. Um, was Stokes, he was thumping the ball around everywhere, wasn't he? Like he did in the bar that time he smacked that guy in the mouth. Oh, Phil. Is that right or not? No, that's not he true. He was just hitting the ball everywhere. No, hitting no that's, everything. that's not true, Phil. It's not true? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. I don't think we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> what I do think we should do, though, is is spend a moment or two, since you raised the LBW, the, the fact of the matter is that I believe that, that Ben Stokes, over the course of that amazing innings, finished up putting the Australians under so much pressure that they made a number of serious pressurised mistakes. Oh, Lyon didn't fumble the ball that much, did he? <laughs> run out the... I could have ran the guy well, out. Well, honestly, that was the classic... The fact is that whether there was an LBW decision down the track or not, a couple of balls later or whatever, I mean, I think my dead budgie could have caught that ball and run him out, <laughs> honestly. And that's called pressure. I mean, he wasn't close. He was halfway down the track. In fact, I find it quite remarkable he didn't have time to find where the ball was and pick it up and still run him out. Um, and then you can look at a number of other situations that uh, I think were the result of the pressure that uh, Ben Stokes, uh, through a brilliant performance, put on the Aussies. The one that I am not going to have a bar of are people claiming that Harris's drop catch at third man. I mean, running in and diving forward to try and take a ball... You is, wouldn't have caught that, oh, would you? I wouldn't have caught it in a fit. Oh, my arms are too short. <laughs> but 
the fact that he got it, I mean, you've got to question the concept of the definition of a drop catch is that if you've touched it at all, it's a bit like when someone's standing in the gully and someone's absolutely smashed it through gully and you jump up and you get one fingertip to it that then bleeds yeah. for an hour and they call it a missed chance. Now, Harris, is, if he'd caught it, I mean, if, it, it, if he'd even got it into his hands, the chances of it not bouncing out once his elbows hit the ground, so I wouldn't count that. Uh, but th there's no question that the run out was a serious mistake. But I reckon it goes back to a lot, lot further than that. <clears throat> After the start of the day's play, when they had about seven overs before the new ball was taken, the <clears throat> Root and, and um, Stokes, they hardly scored a run. They just batted out and, and wore them down. Now, during that period of time, I thought the Aussies bowled really well. They were actually following out the coaches planned before the series started, that they were going to bowl at the top of the off stump. Really? Now, yeah. I reckon they did that pretty well. Okay. Cometh the new ball, and I they just went to pieces. They started bowling. I think they thought they'd just blast them out. And after after Joe got out, um, he, Bairstow, who came in, and Stokes, they got, they got the score really moving because I thought we bowled very, very poorly with the new ball. Mm-hmm. And you know well, they you go. they they got uh, they got them within uh, you know Kui four for one hundred and fifty nine I think it was or something like that um, when uh, it looked as though they'd you know uh, swung the game around with the uh, eighty six run partnership and then you just thought well it's all over and then then the Aussies got a few wickets and of course um, then out comes number eleven to um, you know, with 73 runs to make. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it sounds as though all of a sudden I've become... Uh, Stokes' English blood or something. Well, like yeah, or what? well, I just admire... There's a difference between champions and good sportsmen, sportsmen or women, and I reckon the big differential is that both a champion and a good sportswoman have got the talent, yep. but the real champion can produce and read a situation when they need to. And I, I think the, the, the true indication of how good Stokes' innings was, was that uh, many people don't realise that when he first went out to bat, he scored three, only three, one, two, three, from the first 73 balls. That's why I can't watch Test cricket. Well, you should, because oh. they applauded every one of them. Because England needed a foundation. Now... When um, Leach came out, last man in, 73 runs still required, um, Stokes has actually said, quote, when a number 11 comes out needing 73 to win, I knew what I had to do in terms of the game situation. And boy, oh boy, did he do that. From the last 42 balls he faced, he scored 74. So that means that he, he could adjust his game from basically being a stone waller when it was required to absolutely smashing them around the park. Now, in my book, uh, and uh, that is a true quality cricketer reading the situation as it counts. You said he needed a foundation. My house needs a foundation, but I don't oh. sit there looking at that. Gee, <laughs> uh, it's just as well my beautiful daughter stayed up and watched it as well. 
I watched it till about half past nine. I had to go to bed. Some of us have to work, Rick. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, congratulations. What it's well, what it, no, what it, it's a fair effort. Well, it? what it's also done is, in fact, if if the I'm not saying I didn't, you know, support the Aussies or whatever, but if that game had been won by Australia, Test series all over. Mm. But now the interest is just absolutely amazing. Oh, I can't wait. No, well, nor can I, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> My mind was stung in cheek. Well, listen, what I'll do is I'll yep. ring you up to make sure that you don't fall asleep. Absolutely. Okay, right. Just let right. me know yeah. when it's on. Two to go, one all. Fantastic. And who's going to win? We've got the run machine back, Smith's back. We have. I think there's a few interesting things about that, is who's going to be dropped mm. to fit Smith in. There's probably I mean, a couple well, that could be. Well, there? there are. I mean, Labuschagne obviously has to stay yeah, because stay. he took Smith's place. Now, whether you drop uh, a middle-order batsman, um, there was uh, Mike Atherton, I think, said tongue-in-cheek that the bloke that he'd drop would be Tim Payne, our captain. Oh, um, who keep? Well, Wade could keep because oh, Wade yeah, is yeah, a wicket keeper. Yep. But uh, whether they then all were they juggle He's around? Made many, has he Wade? He made one century and about a thirty, and then he's oh, had okay. failures. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see whether they. There's even rumour that they might um, elevate Kawaja to open and drop Harris or somebody. Oh, okay. It'll be very interesting. Yep. Okay, I mean, wait the, and see, eh? I mean, if you were forcing me to say, I mean, it, it could be two draws, it could be anything, but I've got a feeling that although neither side's batting has been of any strength whatsoever, I just think that in on paper, the English batting order actually looks slightly better than Australia's. Um, but give, having said that... Um, They've all failed in the opening department, mm. and that puts pressure on the yep. three, yep. four, five, six, and seven. Anyway, uh, it'll, it's a great series, Phil. I'm great sure you're excited. Series. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait for it to start <laughs> up again. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, to... we're going to go on a bit of footy now, Rick. Well, or I think we should. A bit of local footy, hey? Oh, okay, a bit of local footy. Big, uh, big margin there Saturday. Oh, it was just... an under one horse race, eh? Absolutely, they outclass them. It's as easy as that. Now, I know that you're probably going to tell me that Newry had a couple of players out. It wouldn't have mattered if they had 10 mm. players Baldwin in. Baldwin in the warm-up, they tell me. Hamstring yeah. in the warm-up. But um, the, the, the thing with Tanunda, and that's what makes me, despite the big names that Angerston have got, I like Tanunda because I think they've got greater depth. Okay. And uh, we haven't got to it yet, but I'm going to pick Tanunda to beat Angerston. Wow. Yep. Because of the depth factor. I really think they're a, they're a good thing. Okay. I'm going to go Angerston. I had a feeling you'd do yeah, that. Yeah, it just, well, it creates a bit of, you know. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got Tanunda and Angerston the A's this week at, on the Saturday. That's the second semi. Winner goes through to the grandee. Correct. Okay. So then we've got Angerston and Capunda in the B's. Well, Panda knocked over Tananda. Well, that's very interesting. I, of course, have have been given an in-depth analysis of the so whole thing I. by the one and only timekeeper, yeah, Warren. Warren, Warren, now, our mate Warren. Now, Warren has actually pointed out that they did very, very well against Angus. They beat him. That's right, a couple of weeks ago, and I've got a feeling to be thirty odd points down at half time, and they were very impressive in coming out and, and going into yep. a strong breeze, et cetera, yep. et cetera. And they deserve that. Okay, it's only a four-point win. But, you know, for a side to give you a five-goal start, 
Yeah, but uh, it was a 33 minute last quarter, wasn't it? <laughs> until oh, I, sorry, Warren. Until they got ahead, Warren wasn't going <laughs> to. Yeah. The it's amazing. As soon as they got ahead, the siren went. <laughs> but anyway, that was unreal, wasn't I, it? I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Capunda again. I'm going Anguston. <laughs> Double Anguston. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. Okay, we've got Newry and South in the 17s. I don't know either much about either of these, but I'm going to go for Newry. They finished top. Well, I'm going for Newry as well. Uh, as I said, and it's, I've got nothing against South, but South's track record under pressure in just about everything is not necessarily good. That's not necessarily reflected at under 17 level, mm. but you've got to surely favour the bloke, the yeah. team that finished top. Of the and you've got Barossa and Tanunda. Tanunda getting through last week, yes. so Barossa top all yeah. year. You'd I have think to go for you'd, Barossa, have to, hey? you'd have to go for that. And then quickly on uh, Father's Day, we've got Newry and Barossa. Newry could not lose that game. No, I'd tip Newry in that too. Tanunda versus Central, I'd tip Tanunda in that. Yep. The Bees. Yep. Tanunda and Williston in the 17s. Don't know much about either of those, but I'll probably go Tanunda, I reckon, because yes, either ones. We were agreeing over everything. I'd do that. No, as well. no, we didn't. Oh. No, the first oh, two right. we didn't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we got South and Central, wouldn't have a clue. South, obviously, top. They'll be for me. Yep. I'll go along with that. Oh, sorry. No, they wouldn't have been top. They would have been third, wouldn't they? Oh, well, I'll go That's for third central. Fourth, so. I'm going for central. Okay. Yep. I'm going for south. Just well, to, to for fun. pick somebody different. Right. Quickly, SNFL. We'll just quickly touch on that while we're there. Sturt and Norwood. I'm going for Sturt. I'm going for Norwood. Good. I saw that game the other week on TV. Captain, Captain Jace Bode isn't playing, won't be playing for the rest of the season. Probably his career is over for Norwood. Really? Yep. Wow. That's You've the heard word. it first here. Absolutely. And Port and Adelaide. Port Adelaide. No, not Port and Adelaide. Port, <laughs> the Port for me. The Port Adelaide Magpies yes. will win that game. Absolutely. Yep. Cream them. Yep, I reckon. And so they all obviously got the week off. They finished top. They did. So, um, okay, yeah. Rick, have we got a joke? Well, we have. Let's break it up oh, with well, a joke. Right, we'll a lovely now, joke. Did you hear about the blokes lying there dying? Oh. And he looked over and he said, I've got one last request. Even though I feel that I was handicapped out of winning the club championship, I'd like you and your fellow club directors to stand for a minute's oh, silence that's a fair, yeah. at my grave. Yep. Certainly, George, he said. That's the least we can do. Where are you being buried? Hopefully at sea, he replied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. You like that one? That's very, very clever. <laughs> now, listen... While we're on a bit of a roll here, I've got a I've got a, a a quiz for you. Oh, quiz! Right, the AFL yes as an entity started in 1990. Yeah, which means to this point in time, there's been 29, 29. grand finals yep. played. Yep. Okay, now I don't want you to cheat. Right. right. No, I'll out look, of I won't 20, look over. Out of 29 grand finals. How many do you reckon have been won by the side that finished minor round premiers? I'd say 15. 15, no, Phil. What? Not within a ball. I got ball. it wrong. You got it wrong. Would you believe only 9 out of nine. 29? That's only 31%. So, I wouldn't put too much money on Geelong this year. <laughs> Oh, hey, well, they'll a, win this, they'll win the next That's match. an amazing stat, isn't it? That is. 9 of 29, yeah. wow. So, um, in fact, um, one of those nine, yep. to keep it local for a minute, 
was actually Port Adelaide in 2004. They finished minor premiers. Okay, to Brisbane. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, believe it or not, Essendon have won two premierships having been minor okay. premiers. Oh, they had a super side back then, yeah, didn't they? West Coast have won two from being yep. minor premiers. And the rest are, uh, who are they? Carlton, uh, Geelong, Collingwood and Hawthorne. It's interesting, isn't it, that the, the triple that Brisbane won, not once did they finish top of the minor. Wow, round. there you go. In fact, out two out of those three, I think you'll find, were Port Adelaide. How's no. that? Uh, give us another, give us some more. Come on, hit me well, with some yeah, more. You, well, I don't know whether you've heard, but there's rumours going around that, I mean, there's a lot of sort of agitation at, yep. at the, in Crowland about performance yep. and coaches and everything else. What, didn't they go that well this year? <laughs> <laughs> there's only about 24 pages of Only 11, yeah. one um, below us. Now, there's an amazing, I mean, whether there's any truth to the rumour or not, who knows, yep. but... There's a rumour going around that they might be after Brad Scott. Oh, that'd be a good. Coach. Yeah, it'd be good. Well, they now, could bring back Wayne Carey as well and Ronnie Burns. That's right. <laughs> Get the old team back. <laughs> now, another quiz for you. Yep. Here we go. I'm ready. Right. Um, at this point in time, Brad Scott yep. has coached 211 AFL yep. games. games. How many do you reckon he's won out of that? Um, he was at North Melbourne, so he'd be lucky to be, he'd be around that, he'd be probably just under 50, I reckon. Oh, well, you're really on the money there. Out of the hundred, uh, 211, yep. he's actually won 106, lost 105, oh. so that's a winning uh, percentage of 50.2. Now, the okay. interesting thing is, that with all the generation of Port and the Crows not going well, yep. uh, although Port have uh, seemingly assured us all that Ken Hinckley he's is the still man. going to be there. <laughs> Uh, nothing's been said about Don Pipe. Fascinating to compare the, those two with, in fact, Brad Scott. Um, Ken Hinckley's uh, coached 160 games for 88 wins and 72 losses, which is 55%, so that's comfortably ahead of uh, Scott's Scott, 50. Yep. And surprisingly, uh, Don Pike has coached 93 games, 56 wins, 36 losses and a draw for a 60.2%. Okay. Um, winning percentage. So, yeah. so, in fact, he's he's comfortably ahead of, of, of both of those guys. Um, but, of course, <clears throat> you're only as good as last season mm. and the last, you know, ever since they got to the grand final, they've been very disappointing. But oh, yeah. it, it's a bit like, you know, you can get any set of statistics to tell you anything you want, really. Mm. So uh, that's an interesting rumour. I did about. have to laugh, though. I, I <coughs> saw uh, Pikey just before the game at... Ballarat, and he said, oh, if we can kick 10 in the first quarter and they don't kick any, we're going to be, well, it was just about around the other way. It was six to nothing. So, um, we'll quickly run, we're running out of time, we but are. AFL, we'll quickly run through them. Yep. Uh, Geelong and Collingwood. Geelong, Geelong, are they playing Collingwood? Yeah. Oh, are they? Yep, I've uh, got it right here in front oh, of me. Oh, right, well, there you go, Geelong. Would you ever doubt me, Rick? No, I wouldn't, really. Geelong for me. Yep. West Coast and Essendon. <laughs> Your West team, Coast. West Coast. Uh, GWS and the Western Bulldogs. Uh, without question, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Me too. Brisbane and Richmond. Richmond. Same here. There That's you go. it. That's it. For this week. Yeah. Um, so I must have got a little bit tangled up. I've got a feeling that if um, Collingwood... That's the double chance, isn't it? The uh, first qualifying final. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, I think it works out that if if the Bulldogs win, uh, and and our predictions are right, they'll be playing Collingwood. And yes, I, would I say, do believe yeah, that. Yeah. And I would say that I'd you'd pick the Bulldogs, yes, and that'd be goodbye, yeah. Collingwood. Well, that's right. And the other interesting thing is that they came out of the woodwork when they won their premiership. You know, they didn't yes. finish in the top no, four. No, they didn't. And, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but they may well get on a roll again yes. because I tell you what, they're playing good footy at the moment. Well, there you go, eh? We'll there you wait go. and see. We will. Well, I think that's about it. We're probably over time. We probably are, but you you know, when you're on a roll, we can't stop, can we? <laughs> so until next week, this is Rick. This is Phil.